everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And today we are so excited to be joined by Panama's newest Olympian, Hillary Heron, who was gracious enough to hop on a call with us while still in Antwerp after a very successful world championships where she became the first gymnast not named Simone Biles to compete one of Biles' elements at a world championships. She also punched her ticket to the Paris 2024 Olympics and is riding a high as she gears up for next week's Panamericans. Before we get into the interview, we actually have a super important post-recording update for you guys that we're just going to throw in here. In the interview, we asked Hillary if she's had the chance to meet Simone yet, and she said no. But literally the day after we recorded, it happened. They got to meet each other. So Ashley and I put out a tweet on Twitter. We tagged Jocelyn, WCC, pretty much anyone that would be like affiliated with Simone so they would see it. And Jocelyn saw it. So she was a real one. She made it happen for Hillary. They have a photo. We're actually going to be doing a video version of this podcast on our YouTube channel that'll be out, I think, on Saturday this week. So if you want to see the video version of this podcast and also that photo, we'll have that in our YouTube video. So make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, Hillary said it was a really quick interaction, but they were able to take that photo and they wished each other luck for the next year with the Olympics. So the perfect ending to Hillary's first world championships, I think. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Hillary Heron. Congratulations on your success at the World Championships, your first World Championships. How did it go? Well, they were amazing. Um, I went to Junior World Championships, so I kind of thought it was going to be the same. But when I got here, I was like, no, this is not the same. It's like a whole different league. And you walk by and you see Olympic champion, Olympic medalist and you know, having that feeling of belonging here, it's it's wonderful and makes me very, very proud of how far I've come. And I think it's a very, very good experience for my first World Championships. And it makes me really excited for the World Championships that will be coming next. So what is your, if you had to pick a favorite moment or like a coolest moment from Worlds, both gymnastics and then outside of gymnastics? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, gymnastics wise, I, I think I got to say after my full routine, the crowd went crazy. And I think my coach and I went crazy too. <laughs> yeah, you look so happy. <laughs> yeah, I was like pure joy. And, but I also got to mention sticking my handspring one and a half on vault. I was like, oh. He's stuck in and I look at my coach and he was like yeah and I was like yeah and it was very very cool and outside of gymnastics I think I gotta say after competition our coach took us to get some ice cream at night so that was kind of like the highlight of the of the trip it was so good what flavor of ice cream um of course cookies and cream you gotta pick that one (laughs) yes you're a real one we have disagreements about that she doesn't like cookies. no I think it's the best it's the best one. Cookies and cream and brownie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you two should be best friends. You're my girl. <laughs> we see each other. <laughs> yes. So you earned an Olympic berth here in Antwerp. Walk us through that moment when you realized that you were going to Paris. Well, it was kind of like a roller coaster because I didn't know I was like eligible in, in the all around. There was like a confusion. Neither my coach and I we didn't know that I was like counting in the all around up until like the day after the competition. And we were like, whoa, like I'm in the all around standings and like there's a chance. And well, yeah, it kind of like flipped it over. And but I was like starstruck. I, 
I was in shock. Like I, they told me and the competition ended and I was like, whoa, I did it, but I like couldn't talk. I just cried and the tears went by. And it was like a dream come true, which it is. And I kind of like still can't process it. Like, like I know, but I think I haven't like completely processed it because it's like something like I've been dreaming since I was a kid and you see it as something so far away. And now it's finally here. And I'm like, wow, like everything has been worth it. And I worked so hard to get here. And yeah, we got to put in the work to have a good Olympic. Yeah. So coming into the competition, then did you have a goal at all of qualifying to the Olympics or was it just like go out there and have fun and not really even thinking about Paris? We were thinking about Paris because I got into worlds as an apparatus specialist, originally first on vault bars and floor. So we got those upgrades in and we were thinking of going through the routes as the apparatus spot and qualify through the Olympics through that via Mm -hmm. but then like one week before the competition someone pulled out of beam and they told me I was going to beam and I was like oh okay so now I'm doing like an all-around but not an all-around so an all-around no pressure so that was like kind of my my motto like an all-around no pressure just like going out there trying to improve my marks compete with myself be a better version of myself and just see what happens and we were thinking of going through the apparatus side, mm-hmm. but then we found out that I was counting the all around. So it worked out and I'm very, very happy. It's actually my highest, my personal best on all around. So kind of happy and proud about that. Yeah. What a way to do it. Yeah. So just to clarify. So after qualifications, that's when you realized you, so you didn't know while you were competing that you could go. No. As a rounder. I, I even gave some, interviews and said like no I'm here as a specialist I I don't know and then like the night that night we were sitting on the stands and my coach called me and like to the back and he said like so you're counting on the all around and you have a very good shot at making the Olympics and I was I just stood there like what like say that again excuse yeah, I was like, are you sure are you playing like is this for real and he was like yeah so let's just wait because there was still another day of competition. So that day I was biting my nails all day <laughs> long. I was standing there like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. But that's an amazing experience. Yeah. yeah. So on top of qualifying to the Olympics, you also made history by being the first gymnast outside of Simone Biles to compete one of the Biles skills at a world championship. So you did the Biles on floor, which is the double layout, half out. When did you start training that skill and how difficult or easy was it for you to learn that? You know, it's funny because at first I didn't know I was the first woman to compete that after her. So I was like, wow. So I am actually making history and it's yep. just mind blowing. But I remember trying it once, like two two years ago, some something like that. But it was just like kind of playing. But for real, we started it like maybe like two months ago, maximum three months ago. Because oh, wow. I was trying a full out layout. Mm-hmm. And to correct the form, my coach was like, okay, let's try a bile so you can twist later and to do it cleaner. And I started doing it, but just like to prepare myself for the full out. And then 
one day he told me like I really like that so let's put it in the routine I was like okay <laughs> okay let's put it in the routine and I competed first uh like three two weeks three weeks before worlds to test it out in the routine yep. at South American championships and it went well so we went full out on worlds and it's amazing to be able to compete the bios with Simone Biles here is mind-blowing. And 10 years after she presented a skill in the same place, it's just a full circle moment. I'm so yeah. proud to be able to be part of it. Yeah. Did you get to meet Simone at all? Not yet. Oh. Uh, I still have tomorrow, though. So yes. I'm going to try my best to kind of sneak up on there and be like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she has to see stuff about you circulating. You've been all over the place. So she has to know who you are and what you've done. I think she has to know. I'm friends with Jocelyn. I, I, I even saw her today and said hi. Yeah. So maybe she has said something about me, but I don't know. Well, we're keeping it Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you have to. We need to make this happen. <laughs> yeah, please. Start something on Twitter so I can meet her, please. Yes. Okay, we will. We'll, get, we'll try and get it trending. Please. So, like I'll appreciate I, it. Like I said, you have a lot of attention on you right now, not only from fans, but also the media. You're all over my free page. <laughs> so, what has that been like for you, getting all this attention from fans and media? It's crazy. Like, seeing the followers go up from day to night was like, wow. And... It's mind-blowing how fast social media works. Yeah. <laughs> and just so honored and blessed to see people recognizing my hard work that I've been putting in since I was four years old. And to finally see like the results and everything that I've been working and trying to get just like a flower blooming, it's amazing. So you've got Pan Am Games coming up in two weeks. What is kind of the the plan from now until then as far as training goes? And then what are your goals for that competition? Well, I'm going in like super motivated. And actually, we have a full team participating on Pan Am Games. So obviously, we have a team goal, which is mainly getting team finals. And who knows, marking top five, top three as a team, because we have a very, very strong team. And I'm very, very excited about that team competition. And as far as individuals, keeping up the 50s, like getting the consistency in and just going out there, enjoy myself, maybe some finals, who knows? I mean, yeah, finals, <laughs> we're going for finals. And I want to stick my vaults again. So going for that stick. Are you? Do you normally stick your vault? Do you feel like that's a good event for you? Are you consistent on that event? Um, yeah, I kind of a day I stick maybe one. Okay. So like, since you have that one and a half, it's easier to stick than a front, like one one twist and everything. Yeah. So it's just like staying tight, and then my feet just randomly stick to the ground. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, here we are. So, yeah, this vault is actually very. Not very new, but it's fairly new. I learned it earlier this year. I learned it in February, and I competed first at the Egypt World Cup on March. Mm -hmm. So it's fairly new, but I'm glad to see the consistency coming in on the vault. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know. When you start getting qualifications, I was so excited. We like screamed. We were like, oh my goodness. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. I almost screamed too. My, my coach, my coach was like, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. But let's calm down a little. <laughs> it was that good. Yeah. It was, it was, I saw the, after I saw the video, I was like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah, I did that. Like, dang, I'm kind of good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I said you have a lot of new fans after these world championships so we have some kind of like fun get to know you questions that we feel like the fans either would want to know the answer to or just things that they can use to get to know you a little bit more so the first question is one that I personally have for you and that is have you ever considered doing college gymnastics in the U.S. well I've always considered it I think as a child as a small girl starting gymnastics you always have two dreams. You have the Olympic dream and you have a dream of competing in NCAA, the team spirit and everything. But I think as I grew up and as I started like evolving into the sport and into the elite world, I noticed and that it's kind of very hard to combine both mm-hmm. and it's kind of complicated. So right now I'm dedicating my full focus to my elite career. And I'm taking it day by day. I'm going full focus to the Olympics. And then we'll see what happens after. And if you're wondering if any colleges or coaches have reached out. Yes, they have. A few, actually. Did they reach out prior to Worlds or was it after Worlds that they reached out? Okay, good. Um, But I am just happy and honored to be able to receive those offers and, you know, being considered because, you know, it's kind of like a recognition of my work so I'm very proud and honored of that and to be able to have the options to choose but just taking it day by day and we'll see what happens yeah mm-hmm. the door is open if you want to go that route exactly yeah uh, well, I, older open. I think you would slay in college I'm just saying <laughs> Thank you so, much. so take us back to the beginning how did you get started in gymnastics full circle moment I was watching the Olympics with my family on my living room <laughs> and then they passed the the 2008 U.S. team was Alicia Sacramoni, Nastia, Sean Johnson and I was just mesmerized by their performance and I immediately fell in love with the sport and told my parents I want to do that so they enrolled me in gymnastics I fell in love ever since and here I am. <laughs> and now you're going to the Olympics. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> I cannot believe it. How cool is that? That is so awesome. Yeah, amazing. So kind of going off of that, who is your biggest inspiration in gymnastics? Either now or I guess when you were a kid growing up? Or both? Well, when I was a kid, I think it was Alicia, Sacramoni, and Sean. I even got to meet Alicia when I was like, 11 she went to a competition in Panama and I have a picture with her and she was such a nice person I love her with my whole heart and obviously right now Simone like ever since I was little I remember her doing those crazy skills and always landing them perfectly nailing every single thing she did and I was always so amazed and I think nah it can get better than this and then she came back and did it way better and I was like wow it's amazing and I always aspire to be like her one day so obviously Simone is not only an inspiration for me but I think to many little girls in the world and she's just like 
dominating the area. She came back like she never left. And it's amazing to see her fulfill such amazing things. Yeah, she is something else. Like you think that she can't get any better, but then she somehow does every single time. It's out of this world. Is she even human? <laughs> I know. What are your thoughts on the Yurchenko double pike? And what is that like seeing that in person? Uh, completely insane. I, when I first saw it on my phone, I was like, wow, this is very cool, very interesting. But when I saw it live, I was speechless. I I, I tried to record it, but I ended up recording the floor. I was like, oh my God. And I have nothing of the recording. That's relatable, honestly, though. Like Yeah. You're now I understand us. my parents when they try to film competing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she went so high on it that she went out of the frame. <laughs> no. That too. Also, I was like, I tried to keep it still, but then she flew out of frame and I took my phone down. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You'll have another chance at the Olympics. You'll have another chance. <laughs> <laughs> What about your future goals, either in the sport or even any future goals that you have outside of the sport? Well, starting outside of the sports, I am really, really interested in psychology. So in the future, I would love to complete a master's degree in psychology, and I would love to specialize in sports psychology and also in clinical psychology. And in the sport, I just want to... You know, take it day by day, year by year. I am very, very motivated. I'm feeling super, super good, not only just physically, but also mentally. So I think I got a few years ahead of me in the sport and just enjoy everything and live my dreams in, since <laughs> I've been dreaming of this ever since I was a little girl. So I think the good part just started. So I just want to keep living, keep enjoying and keep striving to get Panama to the top. What about any exciting upgrades that you want to add for the next year? Oh, yeah. Just casually today, I was sitting with my coach discussing like which upgrades we're going to get into the Olympics. And I've got a few of them behind my sleeve. So we're going to see, we're going to play and we're going to see okay. <laughs> what works out there. I'm curious with the, so you mentioned you learning the Biles kind of started with you doing the double layout, full out. Is the Biles easier than doing the full twist or is it kind of the same? Yeah, I think it's easier because it's only half a twist. So you yeah. just gotta, when I do it, I don't even think I'm doing it. I just think double layout. And when I'm landing, I'm like, oh, I got a twist. And then I twist and then I land. <laughs> yeah, my legs are a little crazy. So, <laughs> but it works out for me. So I have a weird way of doing gymnastics. I think in my entire career, no one has ever noticed I use my bar grips wrong, on the wrong finger. No one has ever noticed. You can search photos, videos, instead of using them on these two fingers, I use them in these two fingers. Wait, why? Because <laughs> when I was little, I just randomly put them on, this, on these two fingers and no one <laughs> no one can notice and then I just kept going and here I am using them like this <laughs> that's hilarious so that's... it was a mistake and then now it's just you're yeah it's just my of using them so I think it's kind of like my secret of doing bars yeah, my yeah. Bar. <laughs> it's like the secret weapon <laughs> exactly like how do you do bars so good <laughs> it's the grips man. <laughs> the grips <laughs> <laughs> that's funny if you could get rid of any event what would event would you get rid of 
Mm. You know, I don't know because personally, I enjoy all of them. Well, we all have some days. Some days I just want to get rid of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> some days I have a hard time on bars. Some days I have a hard time on vault. Some days I split the beam so hard I want to go home. <laughs> and some days where my legs just give up on me. But personally, bars has always been like my weakness. <laughs> But I think staying so much time on the bars and doing two hours of bars daily kind of got me to the point where bars is now like my, okay, routine. And I go and So I'm kind of proud of that because ever since I was little, they, people always told me like, no, your bars are not very good. You're, you're gonna have, you're gonna struggle a lot on bars. I did struggle, but I just got out the struggle. And I think I, I have a better relationship with the bars right now. So I'm very proud of overcoming that. Yes. <laughs> but as in, I consider myself an all-arounder, so Oh, for apparatus, gotta come. <laughs> What if, uh, how many hours a week do you train? Depends. Okay. It's until I finish. So it may be around five to six a day. I don't, yeah, five to six a day. Okay. And then, week. how, say that part again? Six times a week. So okay. from Monday to Saturday, five hours, six hours, kind of. Okay. And what's your training environment like? Do you have a lot of girls that are like around your age? Do people that are around your level? Or is it kind of, you're the only one that's at your level? Thankfully, all of the seniors in my country, we train at the same club. So okay. it's just all of us together. And we are always, we're like a little family, our coaches and, and us. So it's very, very, actually, super super beneficial to be able to train every single day with your national team teammates so it's a blessing and we all kind of like grew up together so it's wonderful to be leaving this amazing experiences as the national team together so we always gotta have the fun in the gym we gotta have <laughs> messing around joking but <laughs> time to work we all know when to like get serious and I just love that about my team because we know how to balance the fun part and the serious part of gymnastics so it has been working out very well we have we are the first generation of Panama to have a full senior team so we're very very proud to be that generation and to be able to obtain team medals for the first time in Bolivarian Games, Central Caribbean, Central and Caribbean Games, and going classifying to Pan American Games as a team for the first time. So we have just been raising the bar every time we compete and just proud of the work we have put in my team and Sanai. And I know we can get even better. So just keep working, keep dreaming, and keep enjoying the ride. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. And, and unique. I feel like not many people get to say they train with their entire national team, basically. Like that's, that's definitely an yeah. advantage, I would think. And you probably are all, like you said, very, very close as a team. So yeah, we can, we know each other so well, because we see each other every day and we see each other in the training environment. So we know exactly what to say on what apparatus, what to say, what not to say on beam, 
we know, okay, only this, only I can talk to her and only like specific details that yeah. need to take time. It's wonderful to be able to do them every single day and practice them prior to the competition. Yep. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Last question. What are your interests outside of gymnastics? Well, outside of gymnastics, um, as I said, psychology, I really love psychology, but I'm also a huge sports junkie. I love every single sport you can say, name it, I can watch it. But when it comes to NBA, <laughs> has your heart. I, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the Warriors, the Chicago Bulls. Um Milwaukee Bucks I love every single team you gotta mention LeBron always <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well I also gotta mention Major League Baseball because my family is very linked to that so I was I gonna ask up. you about that yeah, yeah I almost like I was born and I had a baseball bat in my hand <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta say I love baseball too and every single sport I'm I'm just I turn on the tv and I watch sports all day yeah. Now, can you explain for our listeners what the, your family connection is to baseball? Because I, like you said, I was reading, was it like an uncle or somebody? No, it was your grandpa. Your grandpa. Yeah. My grandpa and my dad. My, they both signed Mariano Rivera to the Yankees. Okay. And they scout, They were both scouts. And my grandpa signed Mariano to the Yankees. And my dad then started working with the Giants and also the Yankees. And I I kind of remember he when he was working with the Giants, they won the World Series because he oh. took me there. I was able to go down to the stadium and run the bases, and I was just running the bases and running. The- <laughs> that is amazing. It was a, it's like a core memory, confetti falling, and I was running the bases as they were um, giving out the World Series trophy. So I'm just, I feel super blessed to have a, family that's very sports oriented my father kind of shaped me into who I am to the the athlete that I am today he has so much knowledge and things that he can contribute to me and as also he also played so he also has that experience and it's wonderful to have someone to give you that kind of advice from the athlete perspective and my family just understands everything about sports and it's wonderful to have that support are you an only child uh no i have an older sister but she's 13 years older so i'm kind of like the baby (laughs) (laughs) yes but did she do any sports um no she was more of an artist she's very very good drawing and she she draws a lot and she's very good at crafting she's very creative she got the creative side she got the artistic side and I got the sports side yes <laughs> you both have your separate talents love that yeah <laughs> we're so different but so alike it's mind-blowing <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with us we appreciate it especially with you still being in Antwerp and with how late it is right now I was thinking that we would set this up for like a couple weeks from now and you're like let's do it now and I'm like okay <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> yeah the sooner the better but thank yeah. you so much for inviting me it's a dream come through to be here and just thank you for appreciating my work and of course so so honored and 
feeling so super blessed. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so Thank much. You. You're wonderful. Like you said, we're huge fans of your gymnastics and can't wait to see all that your future you know, has in store. It's going to be an exciting journey for you. And we're so proud of you for qualifying to the Olympics and best of luck in a couple of weeks at the Pan Am Games. Thank you so much. This I just know there's so much more to come from my gymnastics. So watch out. It's only the beginning. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> We want to say thank you so much to Hillary for taking the time to come chat with us. We know your schedule is super busy. Like we said, she did this interview with us during the World Championship. So we appreciate it so, so much. We had so much fun talking with you. And we're super excited to see what not only you do in the future, but also your team. Best of luck to all of you at the Pan American Games this coming week. And, you know, we'll be rooting for you. If you want to watch Hillary and all the other amazing gymnasts at the Pan American Games, we're all in luck because there is a free live stream on panamsportschannel.org so we can watch all of the action from Pan Am Games so we'll put that in the show notes down below because it's definitely one you're not going to want to miss out on obviously Hillary and the Panama team but Brazil is going to be there with Flavia Saraiva and Rebecca Andrade. Luisa Blanco is going to be there. The U.S. has a really strong team with Jordan Childs, Tiana Sumanasekra. So it's like another mini world championships is what it feels like to me <laughs> so definitely tune in worthy moving on to our question of the week we haven't done one of these in a while with all of the world's coverage and kind of like losing the structure of the podcast (laughs) a little bit temporarily but we're back into the flow of things and we have a question of the week so this is one that we actually got a while ago and we're we were trying to pick questions that are relevant to what's going on and i feel like now that we're getting into you know the college gymnastics mindset this question is more it's college related yeah it's potentially more relevant so so it says thank you both so much for all the work you do to keep us gym fans updated you're welcome i missed the whole jay clark at georgia situation what actually happened are there sexual abuse claims with him what is the vibe of him right now Yeah, so I, to my knowledge, have not heard anything in regards to any sort of, like, sexual abuse, any sexual allegations. I've never heard anything of that sort. Yeah, to my knowledge, Jay was... I don't know if you want to use the word fired or let go, whatever word you want to use, but he was basically let go from Georgia just because of the results. Like, you got to remember, Georgia at one point in time was what Oklahoma is now. They were dominant. They had won five consecutive years in a row. And the last time they won was in 2009, which was when Suzanne Yachlin, who was the former head coach, was in charge of the program. And that was actually her very last year. So, Suzanne retired after the 2009 season. Jay took over starting with the 2010 season. And then from there, they went from being a winning program to not even making NCAA championships. The team finished 13th in 2010. Then they were 9th in 2011. Then they were 11th in 2012, which isn't like super bad results. But I think, like you said, Ashley, if you were to imagine right now, Oklahoma winning, 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 not making NCAAs, not making NCAAs, not making NCAAs, you're going to look at it and be like, what the hell happened? (laughs) Right. And we're not necessarily saying that we agree with that decision. I think that's a whole nother conversation for another day, whether or not you believe that Georgia should have given Jay more time. Yeah, because he was only there for three years as the head coach. Yeah, and it takes some adjusting, you know, for both the athletes and for Jay as the coach. So I think that there's definitely an argument to be made for him having a little bit more time to adapt and seeing what he can do over time. I mean, he at LSU, he came to LSU in 2013. So he was the 
assistant head coach from 2013 to 2019 and then he took over as the sole head coach in 2021 well it says 2020 but i think it's like the 2020 2021 season Mm -hmm. so it was technically like gymnastics wise the 2021 season was his first year as head coach and there's been varying results at lsu you know obviously that team has had a lot of ups and downs but after last season seeing all the odds stacked against them and how the team was still able to finish fourth um i think does speak to something So to answer your question, to our knowledge, as far as what happened at Georgia, I believe it's just because of him not producing the results that the school wanted for the gymnastics program at that time, which was a winning program. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether or not you agree with that, I guess that's a that's maybe we can do a whole nother episode on that. I think he, like you said, Ashley, is producing some good results at LSU, not the best, like LSU still hasn't won a national championship, but I feel like they're knocking on the door of it. I do feel it's coming. I also feel like LSU is doing a lot right in terms of NIL, in terms of recruiting. recruiting. Like, there's a lot of really good things happening at LSU that I feel like Jay Clark has been a part of. So, And I think the general vibe from the athletes that he coaches, from things that we've heard and also from athletes that we've spoken to ourselves, I think a lot of athletes have a lot of positive things to say about him as a coach. And that's not to say that, like, I don't know everything about Jay Clark and his history, so I'm not going to sit here and act like Mm -hmm. I know everything. But just from, like, present day and what we have personally heard, I haven't heard anything that's, like, you know, a super serious allegation or anything like that, like we sometimes hear with other top coaches. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, the athletes seem to like him, and I think that shows in the recruits that they get and hopefully, you know, will at some point lead LSU to a national title. I, I do think that they're knocking on a door of a national title especially with all the talent they have on that team. So speaking of Jay and LSU, we do plan to get Jay on the show. We have a new series coming up called Coach's Corner, where we're going to be previewing the upcoming season with various different head coaches. This is something that we did during the or before the 2021 season, and we're bringing it back. So yeah, this was actually requested. We had quite a few people message us saying that they wanted us to do more interviews with head coaches. And I'm like, you know what? You're in luck because we were planning on doing that anyway. So so we have that coming up. And then we also have another new series, which we're super excited about, called Recruit Reflections. We're going to be kicking it off with one of the top recruits in the country who recently just committed to a very big school. <laughs> if you're a gold level Patreon, gold or silver Patreon, you can actually check the Patreon app to see who it is and then also submit questions because it's not too late to do that. But we're super excited for that. We're, our, our hope with that is that we're going to speak to athletes on all ends of the recruiting spectrum, meaning that we want to talk to some of the very best level 10 recruits in the country. And we also want to talk to people who are looking at schools that aren't necessarily ranked as high. Like we want to be able to provide fans, but also athletes that are listening with the perspective of various different athletes who are going through the recruiting process. Right. You have the athletes who have every single school in the country calling them on that day when coaches are allowed to start making calls and honestly this is a really interesting perspective to think about because you have coaches who are basically sitting on the edge of their seat on eggshells waiting for an athlete to commit to their school because everyone's fighting for this particular athlete then on the other end of the spectrum you have athletes who have to try really hard to get coaches to notice them and they're you know tagging every coach and program that they can on Instagram and they don't really get a lot of offers and like just two totally completely different ways of even marketing yourself when you're a high-ranked athlete all the coaches want you you kind of 
I don't say this to like diminish the work that goes into it, but you kind of don't really have to do much besides just do your thing. Like when you're competing during the season, mm-hmm. all the coaches, you're on their radar. But then you have athletes that have to really put in a lot of work to get noticed and to end up where they end up going. To so kind of, I guess prove themselves to some of these college coaches. So yeah. we think that it'd be really interesting to have all of those perspectives highlighted here on the show. And we want you to be able to hear from the athletes themselves. So we have an interview that we're doing this week on Friday. So go check out the Patreon app if you want to see who that is and submit your questions. And then we also have some other interviews in the works. And like we said, they're kind of all over the spectrum in terms of what schools they're considering, the kind of results they've had in their past, um, just to really provide an all-encompassing look at the recruiting process. If you're listening on Spotify and you scroll down to the question for this episode, sorry, it's only for Spotify. We don't make the rules. That's just how it is. <laughs> but we ask there if there's anyone in particular that you guys want to hear from. So you can go ahead and put that in there. And then, of course, if you're a Patreon supporter, you can submit questions. And this applies to both the coaches that we're having on as well as the recruits that we're going to have on. So feel free to participate if you would like. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And of course, we have to end by thanking our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Alex M, Jenna A, ML, KDC, MSU, Kimberly G, Randy B, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Sunflam, Erica S, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, Paul M, Krista, Jasmine C, and Lee B. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you all so, so much. You guys are the reason that the show is what it is. So sending you all big virtual hugs. We'll be back next week to kick off the first episode in our Recruit Reflection series. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you do that on whatever platform you listen to podcasts just to make sure that you don't miss any of our future episodes. You can also find us on X, which is formerly Twitter, Facebook, Threads, and TikTok. So make sure you're following us there as well so you can stay up to date with the latest. We hope you guys have an amazing week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.